That is the most recent one, yes. yes. Uh, that came out a few weeks ago. Um, 16th October or something, I think. I think you know this better than me, which is actually quite worrying. <laughs> Um, well, I have to research my guests. You know? I've got to yeah, find out I where like you're that. born, you, yeah. where you, the first time you had sex. I'm joking. <laughs> Is that on, online? I hope not. But yeah, um, <laughs> the yeah, I'm looking at it now. It's a remix for GRNT. Yes. Uh, uh, it's on. I think it's on New State. Is it? I'm trying to keep up with what I've actually but done. But they've got um, Tough Love and um, Cutmore have remixed it. Kia Love and you. Yourself truly. And me. And with no native on vocals. I'm trying to think when I've done this. I think I've done this in like February. I love that so. you can't remember. <laughs> that just goes to show how like proactive you are. Uh, the thing is, I'm, I'm always trying to work on, on like, I'm not a person who works on one song and finishes one song. So like I'll work on 12 different songs and then whatever gets finished, gets finished. Yeah. Um, it's it's a weird way of working because I'll, I'll flick between projects like quite quickly and I'll, I'll spend like an hour on something and then that's so good. I'll, I'll move I'll move on to the next one and then, and then come back to that and then <laughs> it's it's good and bad really because sometimes you can you, you'll you'll make you'll do something on one song and think okay that sounds great and then you want to go back to change all the other songs to make like to make that change or do like. Say you find something out with like a, a sort of mixing technique or mastering technique, you might think, okay, that sounds great, but then you might have to go back to the other fifteen projects and then do the same thing on that. It's yeah. like it's not the easiest way of doing it, but I wouldn't recommend it. But it works for me. So I think uh, you know what it's like. I did to my last release. I finished it in like two thousand and well, I did the first. I actually started it in like two thousand and twelve or thirteen or something crazy, and then I just finally released it. And it sometimes takes that long, and then it just oh, has to yeah, one hundred percent. I've I've sat on records for literally years and years and years. And then they um, kind of get worse the more you produce it. You kind of need to just shut up and stop. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm like, okay, turn the mix off. The mix is never finished ever. It, nothing's ever finished in in, in artist view, like artist viewpoint. You can go back and edit it a million times, but you are right though. It, it does sometimes go the other way. I try to save things. I'll like I won't save over a project. I'll always save like if, if I change one thing, I'll I'll save it as a new project. So I've yeah. got like it ends up having like hundreds of versions of the same thing. Yeah. But sometimes I'll be like twenty versions in and think, okay version eight sounded better god how many hard drives do you have <laughs> jesus yeah no dropbox drop you can put it on the cloud now so everything's on that so literally you just put it on the cloud and then once you finish it you just put it back on the cloud and just oh that's off good that's good yeah it's a good that's my one producer tip see i've got so, three yeah. laptop well three i have one for my audio production with pro tools and then i have one for my dj and then my third one for like obs and stuff like this and it's just stressful. streaming yeah and it's it like, like it is it gets stressful i'm like i just want one but the problem is is like different os's as well and also like some plugins work with something and then i don't want to have to buy the new pro tools if i have to update the os and all this stuff so i have to like you know stages yeah it sounds just, like it sounds like a headache it is such a headache it's really really crazy but then you did your first well your technically your debut was a bit patchy it wasn't because i'd known from you from way before but that was the first one that actually got 14 million streams which is pretty incredible um, it was, was a weird one that actually was I that actually quick? put that out um, no it definitely wasn't quick that I um, obviously it's got a huge sample in it yeah um, it's actually got two samples in it but the, the the main Apache sample 
I just thought, okay, no one's ever going to sign this because it's got a massive sample in it and no label is going to want to take the risk of that sample and have to go and clear that. And, and yeah. I know how long the process could be. So I put it out for free. Yeah. Um, through actually through DJ City and just through SoundCloud and thought, okay, I'll, I'll give it away, just see what comes of it. And then it just went out for free as loads of other stuff done before, just as like a, a bootleg, really. Yeah. Um, and then Danny Howard played it at um, Radio 1 Ibiza, which was, this has got to be 2016, I would say. Okay. And then after that, I had a load of label interest going like, oh, we want to sign this. We want to sign this. Like, what's the deal with the sample? And I was like, okay, it's actually available for free. So maybe I should take that down. So yeah, it took, obviously it's then take it down off all the, the free platforms. Yeah. And then uh, Mr. Jam and the Speakerbox crew managed to clear the sample, which took, I think probably about eight months to get the sample cleared, oh. which was headache but it, it was quite nice in a way because i think a lot the people that knew about me and the, the sort of dj city people that would support music originally already had it yeah but then suddenly suddenly you couldn't get it anywhere so it was kind of it was kind of a cooler way of doing it though so like people that knew about it had it yeah but then people that wanted it couldn't get it yeah um which actually i think it kind of helped really in the, the long term of it yeah i think i downloaded nice it in 2016 as well uh Let's have a look. I'm going to grab my laptop and actually see. You're going to grab the Serato. <laughs> it, yeah, it probably was on. If I think it probably was on DJ City in 2016, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, it was a freaking big tune. I knew it was going to be big the minute I heard it. I was like, whew. It was weird because kind of everyone told me that that was going to be the big record, but I wasn't so sure because I'd, I've, I've been told that like. So Before that, I've been told that a few. Yeah, I feel like a few labels have told me, "Oh, this is this is going to be the one. This is this is the sort of breakthrough tune and and so forth." Which, yeah, it was nice to hear the first time, but then you, you kind of get used to hearing it, and you think, "Okay, I'm not going to." So I downloaded it, much, yeah, like... a bit later. I think um, third um, March 2017. I think it then would have come out in. Oh, I don't know when it come out officially. It would have been a few months after that, really, yeah. but. Yeah, it took a long while to clear, um, but yeah, it's worth the wait in the end. Yeah, massively. I mean, you freaking killed it with that. With um, 14 million streams is kind of like life-changing for a producer anyway to know that they're doing something right, you know? Um, yeah. And it's... It, was, it was sort of like, it, it felt like the hard work was finally sort of paying off there. Because I think before that, I'd really just given away music. Like, there wasn't really anything mm. like for sale or, or, or on streaming it was just like okay this is a remix have it for free here's it here's this on dj city and here's that yeah what um, got you started to produce um before that i was actually doing music under a different name um i was doing sort of like dubstep drum and bass music um oh, okay. with uh with an old business partner of mine so i was doing that for a few years um but i mean the music was a million miles from sort of the house that uh that I'm making now. But yeah, I was doing that for probably three years before that. So that was your first um, love? I mean, I've, I was originally sort of like an open format DJ. So I've always been into sort of a, a, a load of different styles of music. Yeah. But um, yeah, doing sort of like, this is like when I, just when I left uni, I was doing student parties and stuff like that. And sort of dubstep drum and bass was the, the thing at the time. Mm. Um, so I was doing that for a while. Um, we actually got signed doing it. We got signed to a, a Joe Flux Pavilion's label. Yes. A label called Sun. Um, 
That was so big back then, though. That was like why, why oh, yeah. I loved trap uh, yeah. music at the time. Because Flex Pavilion. At the time, was, yeah, it was. You couldn't go to a club in this country without hearing it. Yeah. Like you'd hear, you'd hear like even like your high street venue on a Saturday night, you'd hear dubstep. But um, it went so fast. This is what I don't get. Like same with Tropical yeah, it House, weird. it was the same. It was like boom, boom, mm. boom, and then gone. And this is the thing. Like also, sounds develop as well. And people always go, "Oh, you're a Tropical House." And I was like, I actually, don't really like Tropical House as much anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I know that yeah. sounds awful, but that, yeah. they'll listen yeah. to me and they'll be like, I'll, "I'll play melodic and tribal," but that's what I'm really kind of into now. Like. Probably mm. the more bassy house music is my vibe, but it's quite funny. They want you to stick to that sound. And you're just kind of like, oh, but I just don't, I don't enjoy it anymore. It's kind of, do you enjoy playing drum and bass anymore? Do you think? I, I don't get the chance really. <laughs> yeah. we, I mean, we've got very few chances to play it then. I feel by the time we actually got somewhere doing it, it, it was kind of on like the dubstep thing was on its way out. Okay, um, so you got signed, and then did you release anything to the label? Or you just... Yeah, we we had a few releases. Uh, we done actually done a US tour. Uh, we done like ten states in America, and I really thought at that point, I thought, okay, this is it. We've made it. This is the big moment. Oh, I'm sick. Gonna Hang on, wait. What was states. your name? Let's find it on Spotify. Oh God, this is uh, funny. It's me. It's called Dead Exit. It's me and a guy called Chrissy Chris. Okay. Um, there's some really serious looking press shots on there as well, which I'm probably trying to forget about. But Dead X. Dead exit. Exit. <laughs> was, um, okay. Yeah, it was it was one of the wasn't the greatest. Oh my main gosh! Players, yeah, oh my yeah, gosh! Oh, I, I can't see your screen, but if you can, yeah, you're probably looking at the really serious press photo. You look so young. This is only this is only five years ago, six years ago. Yeah, you look like twelve. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I, I think I had a shave for that press photo, which is never good. He had a big one though, Snake, idea. million plays. I mean, yeah, for dubstep, that was a... I mean, for that kind of music, it was a bit of a moment. But yeah, we've done all right with it. Yeah, but then I feel like just overnight, the genre, just that was it, really. Um, literally, we, we toured the States, and by the time I got back to this country, I think dubstep had just disappeared off the face of the earth in this country. It was just like, it was almost non-existent. Yeah, yeah, of course. And that was it. It just, and then you were like, right, rebrand, call myself my actual name. Yeah, pr pretty much. <laughs> Go again. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was never like, I, I liked the music, but it was so, it was a real sort of like male heavy music. There was never any like, there was very few songs, like actual songs. There was a lot of like tracks, which were just like instrumentals and stuff like that. But there was very few like crossover stuff like, do you remember like Magnetic Man sort of stuff, mm. which was like really well produced and, and and sort of like had commercial potential rather than just being like headbanger US sort of bro step yeah. stuff, which was which wasn't sort of like very female friendly. And I think that was kind of the end of it for for us anyway, when there was no songs left. It was just like it was just man music. Yeah, exactly. And, and what it. happened to your partner? Uh, he's he does dub, he still does drum bass. He's he's always done drum bass under under his under that name. Um, he he released under Chrissy Chris, which is actually I say his real name, but he's a, he's an ex Radio One presenter. He's always done drum bass stuff, nice. but yeah, he's still doing that. Cool. But, um, Pretty I thought cool. I'd take the house route rather than go to to drum bass stuff. I do like drum bass, but it's not. Um, yeah. It's I, I can't hack it for very long. If that makes any sense, I, I, I would never like. Yeah, tell me about it. Same. I feel yeah, the same. With bit, tropical house. Literally, mm. it's great in the daytime. Nighttime, I'm like, no, change it, mate. Too clinky, yeah. clunky. <laughs> yeah. Can't deal with it. Mm. Um, 
So, Love Juice. Love Juice. What a freaking name, mate. It's so good. 2007, you made it. What, what made you choose Love Juice? That must be this is George's mind. idea, actually. Okay. Um, it, was George's, it was George's baby, this one. So, we kind of sat down. I was just coming out of university at the time. Yeah. And um, we was all doing... There was a few people that were like, involved, all doing different promotions and nights. And George sat everyone down and said, okay, I'm going to call this new night Love Juice. And... I think we all sort of scratched our heads at the time. It was like, what? <laughs> like, are you sure? Like, is that is that really what you're going to call it? But um, yeah, now thirteen years later, it's, it is what it is. But yeah, it's it, it wasn't my it wasn't the first thing I would have like suggested calling a night, but mm -hmm. it worked, and um, here we are. Yeah. Well, I mean, so he didn't even have a concept for the name. He just thought just great people coming together, kind of vibe, similar vibe. Yeah, it was. Um, it was a venue in Essex, actually, um, a venue called Sugar Hut. It was started there yeah. every Sunday. Mm -hmm. um, I was actually there. I was playing. I was playing across the board. There, I was playing a bit of house. I was playing a bit of R and B. I was playing a bit of hip hop. So I was sort of playing across both rooms, which is a bit of a a weird situation to be playing at. But yeah, it was a, a, at that time. It was like a more of an open format night. It wasn't sort of the rave that it, it's become now. And it was that was that how you met George through Sugar Hut? Um. No, we used to do, like, he used to do events in Essex. I used to do events in Essex. We all sort of, like, we, we met each other out, like, giving out flyers outside of a nightclub and stuff like that. So that's sort of how I know each other. But um, <laughs> sort of back in the day, you'd go and put flyers on cars and stuff like that. You'd, you'd walk around you'd and do anything you possibly could, yeah. Promotion. Yeah, this, I mean, you, you couldn't, like, this is before Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, everything. So you couldn't, like, to reach people, you had to physically go and reach them. You didn't have to, like, there was no way of... Uh, there was no way of reaching them other yeah. than actually going in outside clubs and, and giving things out. But we used to go and... I used to print CDs for a living, aside from DJing. Did so you? So your mixtape yeah, tape. Print like, like, like actual promo CDs. Not even selling them, but just giving them out. Oh. Um, but yeah, I still see people like randomly. I'll see people, obviously not this year, but I've seen people in like all over the world. Going, oh, I met you outside a club and you gave me a CD. I'm like, that was 2013. Oh my God, that's amazing mm. though. That's what I mean though. You grinded for such a long time and you deserve to be where you are now because of the amount and time and effort that you've put into this. You know? Oh yeah, it's been a, it's been a full-time thing since, well, I'm trying to think how long, but yeah, long, a long, long time now. And when did you decide to be like, this is it now, I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to focus on this? You know what? I never had the job in the first place. If it was you, <laughs> right, so, I was unhorrible. I couldn't. <laughs> no, I was. Um, I, I was always running events like at uni and stuff like that. So, I, and even before that, we was running like I was probably seventeen, eighteen, running like under 18s parties and things like that. So, I was always doing that. Yeah. Um. So then went to university for a few years and then come out and decided that I didn't really want to go into. The, the real world quote unquote but yeah like to go and have a nine to five and so forth and that that was kind of where I decided this is going to be this is the life choice this is the route I'm going to go yeah and stuck at it and yeah there you go goes to show you have smashed it with love juice your brand Sammy Porter you've got 2020 coming up um how many releases are we seeing this year we're going to top the 15 that you've done this year I mean the amount of time I've had like like had off as such to actually finish music has been great like the one thing i have liked about lockdown is the fact that i've actually had a chance to to sit in the studio or sit at home and, and work on music so i've got a lot yeah um i feel like a lot of stuff does need club but then i've also got a lot of stuff which is like 
quite vocal friendly stuff so i don't think that you necessarily need the club for that stuff so a lot of that's going to come first i think yeah and then hopefully when we can get back to clubbing post vaccine or whatever they throw at us next but yeah hopefully we can get back to actual clubbing yeah some more club focused stuff well yeah i think i think ibiza is planning obviously you've planned the open party anyway i was with wayne lineker doing his podcast yesterday and mm. he was very like is wayne confident he's he's very confident he's very Love that's that. why we're doing this podcast because we're going to really push it for <laughs> 2021 you know we're going to get the djs yeah. in we're going to have to interview you i'm going to have to bring you in and then you can sit down and do it as well because um we want to talk to everyone and see how see how it kind of was affected you and we want to talk to businesses that failed and businesses that were started during lockdown as well it's been a very interesting yeah. time to see how people are growing and people are not so much but i mean you know be grateful for what we have we've had all this time to be able to create music and i find myself though i have a routine like i wake up in the morning i'm like i need a cup of tea i need to go for a run and by the time i start my day it's like midday i'm like jesus come on jamie yeah <laughs> so i wish i had that sort of same routine but i find it hard to stick to that sort of like right what's your time. routine do you have a routine you know what every day is different so like it, it really depends like I woke up this morning and I realised I was like half an hour late for a meeting so I was literally run out the door like oh, the shit. second I woke up but yeah it, every day kind of I'm taking every day as it comes really yeah. but um, I mean I've, I've, it sounds weird but I've probably been busier since uh, since sort of things have opened back up I've actually probably been busier than what I normally would have been yeah because you're hustling behind the scenes and it's showing <laughs> yeah you can't not yeah um, I mean we, we normally we'd only have like one event a month like one large capacity event a month but now because of the capacities we're able to do we're doing sort of like two weekly events and yeah i'm now straight back in with the live stream stuff it's been it's been a lot yeah have you got and another another one with love juice backstage this month um so not this month obviously because we can't actually open in in this four-week period um but yeah we're, we're straight back on the sixth i think it's the fifth which is the, the first saturday back okay um so we're straight back in with that at E1 and another venue as well. So we're going to go go with two venues a week now. Boom. Get your Christmas so, Christmas parties going. I think, yeah, just hopefully let us open back up and, and we go back. I, it's going to be social distance. It's not going to be, I mean, they're not going to say, okay, cool, you can do raves. Yeah. Um, I'd say five months. I, I, apparently, if you look at the pandemic history, pandemics take for the time they come to the time they finish 17 months. Right, we've been all about this, the same, yeah. Yeah, we've been in this now, pretty much in the UK from March, but it started November, um, so it's just hit a year. So we've probably got that's, about seven, that's some good news, yeah. So we've got about seven months left. We've found a vaccine now, and and I think a little bit more social distancing, and then yeah, look at that, seventeen months. Like, Flu bath. <laughs> yeah, I think by May next year, it'll be back to normal and the sun will be out. So apparently it doesn't spread during summer. The sun will save us, hopefully. Yeah, and I'm confident. Let's hope. Let's hope. Anyway. Everyone's got their hopes on that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, I can't. Keeping it positive, Jay. Right, Sammy, I'm going to let you go and so you can produce more music because I'm keeping you. But thank you for joining. 
And it's been Brilliant. an Thank absolute you. pleasure. And there we have it. Sammy Porter, everybody. Thank you so much for joining Jagged Jungle Series 2. It was really exciting to delve into his world of music. And I just want to say thank you for the continued support in Jagged Jungle with Series 2. It honestly means the world. And I can't express how much I appreciate your likes, shares and comments on my music. It makes it all worthwhile. Inspired by the love from the community, if you liked what you heard today on Jagged Jungle, like, comment and share with friends and invite them to escape to my Jagged Jungle sharing special interviews with respected global and underground DJs. I feel blessed to share these important moments with you, so thank you for subscribing. Love, Jaylee.